You're listening to SB Nation at the Super Bowl. That ambient noise you hear is not the elevator in your apartment building. It is Radio Row in Miami, Florida, Super Bowl 54. I'm Arjo Ochoa from SB Nation's blog on theboys.com, joined by Pete Sweeney of ArrowheadPride.com and Kyle Posey of NinersNation.com. What is up, boys? How you doing, man? Good to be in Miami. The, you can hear a, a lot of the people here on Radio Row. It's can fun. Can you feel them? The can commotion is, is, is real. It's palpable, as they would say. Is it tangible? Uh, I guess that, if you want to uh, say tangible, that's another good adjective for I it. I think tangible is better than palpable. We okay. are using very big words. We are in Miami. It's the first full day that we're in the, um, I don't know the area code here, um, the 303. That's what it is. 303, uh, I'm pretty sure, is Los Angeles. This is 305. Oh, because of the band, uh, 303. That's right. I would have had to ask Pitbull. Um, yeah, Mr. 305. That's Gina Thomas from SB Nation and more frequently known to most people from the Falcoholic. You can hear this podcast on all four of those networks. The SB Nation Podcast Network is the best in all the land. Blogging the boys. Arrowhead Let's be Pride. very clear here. The Falcons and Cowboys are just nowhere near this weekend at this point. You know, that's not entirely true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no disagreement here. <laughs> you know, uh, Andy Reid was asked in his press conference on Tuesday about Mike McCarthy, the new that's Cowboys right. head that coach. You were, you were there. You heard the question. I know. Uh, speaking of, you've both been on the ground. Boots planted. Pete, what did you come away from on Tuesday that you didn't know knowing about the Kansas City Chiefs? I feel like it's just a lot of what we really have known before. And what I've been most surprised about, I think, is just a lack of really much trash talk, at least in the opening night. I think you're starting to see a little bit from Frank Clark here where he's saying he's not fond of D Ford. There's starting to be more of that D Ford talk. I think if there's ever going to be a situation where you're starting to get a little adversarial, it's probably going to be around the player that was traded for this year that's now on the opposing team and cost the Chiefs their trip to the Super Bowl last year. So it's it's we're here on Tuesday. We're getting a little bit closer to the game. So I think you're starting to see that energy a little bit more from the teams. For people that are unaware, is trash talk normal for the Chiefs? I mean, because the way you kind more of presented so, it. Yeah, so more so I would say this year. And not really as much negative talk as just real confident and positive about themselves. And this is typically something that Andy Reid tries to shy away from, but he seemed to have embraced it this year where Tyree kills straight up like, no one can guard us. Frank Clark is like, I'm the best defensive end this world has ever seen. And again, you you know, you appreciate the confidence because they've won to this point. Now let's see what happens on Sunday. Well, so D Ford now on the San Francisco side of things, Kyle, you heard from D and from George Kittle and all the rest. What were your takeaways from Tuesday? Yeah, I think just for the first time for a team being here for the first time, you can tell that they're really loose. They're really confident, but they're not talking down on their opponent. They're very complimentary, like Richard Sherman was talking up Honey Badger. Ah, like all these kindness. guys, yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're not they're not talking down on each other, but they're you can tell that there's a lot of confidence. There's also these random facts, you know, with all the reporters that are coming from all over the place asking crazy questions, like Jimmy right. Garoppolo was a baseball player and D Ford guitar piano player. All these random sort of facts that probably a lot of people don't know. So. But the main takeaway is probably just how confident and loose this team is for being so young. I think it's it's impressive. On the subject of random facts, you were telling me earlier today, I didn't know this. Everybody, I think everybody knows about George Kittle's family. His parents are athletes. I did not know that his wife was an athlete. But this is the week where you find out all that stuff. And you asked him about that. Uh, and I think about how he's he's better than her, I guess. He's kind of proud of that. He's like, yeah, I didn't let her win anything. Yeah, so Carly <laughs> Kittle played 
basketball at Iowa for all, all the years that she attended Iowa. And she was very good. And my parents saw her and they gassed her up like she was better than what she was, I'm sure. But I asked Kittle, who is better, who's a better athlete in the family? And he did not hesitate at all. He wanted to be clear that he is and that if they played 10 times, he would beat her even with an high ankle sprain. So, mm. what's kind of uh, rude? What's the most predictable storyline that has come to life for you, Pete? I guess, I guess, in the sense, uh, what I just talked about with D Ford. But if you take that one out of the mix, maybe Andy Reid and like the, the getting, getting the ring, the elusive yeah. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be something that everybody's asking about, and they're now talking about it on Good Morning Football. I think Peter Schrager this morning on NFL Network went on a five-minute monologue about how everybody's rooting for Andy Reid. Everything that you hear is that he had over 500 text messages by the time he got back to the locker room after winning the AFC title. So. It is a guy who is clearly a a keeper of the game. He's made a lot of connections over the past 21 years as a head coach and more than that as an assistant. And I think that's coming to life here. Not that people don't want the 49ers to win. I just think the football people that are out there and are connected to Reed are ready to see it happen. When we were at opening night on Monday night and you're – Insta story is available. It's pinned right on the Arrowhead Pride Instagram page. Yes, I did it this morning. Yeah, okay. and we put it on YouTube and Twitter too. Oh, so, sorry, didn't mean to undersell. You know, what I mean, I mean, this <laughs> is everywhere. This thing, <laughs> I mean, widely available. Well, I everywhere. want it like I want you to put it on like some digital shoelaces, and mm-hmm. I'll wear it and walk around and display it. But that was going to be my point. Was we were talking to various uh, Chiefs and Niners players, obviously, and every single Chiefs player was like, "Yeah, we want to do this for Andy Reid," and it's like it's like this permeable. I. I I've been to a couple of Super Bowls and a couple opening nights. I've never gotten that sense before. I mean, he clearly does. I mean, I'm sure that it's kind of been a sort of beaten right. into the ground, but it, it really is this real thing, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and and it might not be something that's clear out there to to the rest of the fans, and I, I think it's something we, we see locally. But after every loss, which nowadays with Patrick Mahomes are few and far between, but the Chiefs do still lose occasionally, and he'll always just say, yeah, it's on me. It's my fault. We'll never point a finger. We'll never point to a part of the game where it's a player's fault. We'll never point to an assistant coach and say it's this person's fault. So that comes to light when it gets down to the game where he's never gotten this thing that's going to push him to the first ballot hall of famer and so you can see that you can hear it in in the voices of the chiefs players kyle what's the kind of rallying cry or rallying i don't say mascot but point of view for the 49ers i feel like the two biggest questions that they're not going anywhere anytime soon is kyle shannon blowing 28-3 sorry (laughs) Had to bring it up. But. That's okay. I, I bring it up all the time too. I talked to former Falcons last she night about it. She asked them about it. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't. Nobody tried to fight me. Like it went okay. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that that's been a thing, and that's not going anywhere anytime soon. As well as Jimmy G not throwing the ball in the playoffs. Like that is going to be a thing. And for whatever reason, no matter how much they win by, no matter how much 49ers win by, no matter how many points they score. They're going to keep asking and asking. Kyle Shanahan said, have you guys seen us run the ball? That's that's what he said word for word today. So we're getting more of a pushback from the guys that are that are getting asked these same old questions. So all, all season they've been having this we're pretenders because, you know, nobody's really believed in them because they played sort of a soft schedule the first eight games. But when you beat people in the manner that they do, you know, you have a sense of confidence. So they've been riding that pretender wave the whole time, and I think it's just going to keep carrying on as the week goes on. A quick point on that Jimmy G story. Andy Reid was asked today just straight up about all the different run looks that the 49ers give, and he himself diverted to Jimmy G and what he does. And he said, look at Jimmy's percentages and passer rating over the last couple of years where he's complimenting them. So 
basically putting out into the universe if the Niners were to decide, okay, we're going to go Jimmy G heavy, pass heavy, we'll be ready for that too. It's just this air of confidence, I think, that you have in the Kansas City side. I think it's interesting. There's so many parallels between Tom Brady and Jimmy G, obviously. Andy Reid's two Super Bowls have been against Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's only two dudes. Face them. You know, hey, that's what I'm here for. Bring the weird stuff. <laughs> um, you both cover these teams week in and week out all the time. Kyle, what's the biggest difference uh, that you've seen all season long, kind of week to week from the Niners and now, I mean, whether small or large, subtle or big? What, what, what is, I mean, I know it's only Tuesday, but what, what have you seen and been like, man, that's, you know, this is a little different for this squad. I feel like they're they're starting to realize how good they are because they're they're a really young team, and you know Richard Sherman's older; he's in his thirties. But the majority of this core is you know three, four years in. So I think they're starting to realize how good they are, and they're starting to show the media that. That's what I'm really sensing. I just think the defensive confidence has been a story in Kansas City because they were atrocious last year, highlighted by the Steve Ford blunder. Then they overturn the defense in the offseason, go from Bob Sutton to Steve Spagnuolo, an old friend of Andy Reid's. They bring in uh, Tyron Matthew and, and Frank Clark, and they weren't that good at the beginning of the year. And Frank Clark wasn't playing that well because he was injured. And you saw after the Tennessee Titans lost, this defense really turned the page. And I think... Again, I, I keep saying it on, on this podcast, but it's confidence that you're hearing the confidence that the Chiefs have in their defense led by Matthew and how they're saying things like championship swagger and whatnot. And, and I think that's really coming to light this, this weekend where everybody always talks about Patrick Mahomes and the offense. Right. But this is an emphasis now for the Chiefs like we hey, we're good at defense, too. What are you most surprised about? from the national narrative. And I'll say this, you know, both these teams obviously made moves for pass rushers over the off season. The team I cover paid their own and didn't work out exactly. But, um, we haven't gotten the, Oh, you gotta go trade for a big time pass rusher. I thought we would really get that at least by this point of the week. What are you surprised you haven't seen in terms of being talked about by the Niners? Um, I, I think that they're a lot better offense than people give them credit for. And I imagine we're, we're going to find that out, but for a lot, obviously the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is a god. Patrick Mahomes is a god. He's a very, very good quarterback. Probably the best quarterback in the NFL. But we're we're, we're not really seeing <laughs> we're not really seeing other people talk about you know the other side of the ball. You know, a team mm. that scored a lot of points that's been efficient all season. So I'm a little surprised that you know we haven't. It's it's been as one sided as it is because the storyline Andy Reid obviously deserves all the love that he's getting. 21 years and. He, you know, everybody, like Pete said, everybody wants him to get a Super Bowl. But it's it's sort of been one-sided, so I'm a little surprised by that. Pete, what did you expect to see? I, I've been surprised that there hasn't been enough attention paid to the quarterback matchup because I know that the Niners have been have been run first, and you're even seeing some predictions, especially from a lot of these bigger, bigger name talking heads that say, oh, the Niners are going to blow the Chiefs out. And it, and it got even a little lost to me in the Titans game. Like, I can see, okay, Mahomes versus Watson in that sure. first round you wouldn't necessarily say it's a mismatch. But then Mahomes versus Tannehill, I understand Tannehill's playing better at the end of the year, but that was a clear mismatch. And then I look at this and I say, isn't the quarterback the most important position in all of sports? And nothing against Jimmy G, because I think he's solid, but Mahomes is way better than Jimmy G. And why is that not being talked about as much? I just, I don't know. That's a fair point. Well, 
it will be an exciting rest of the week. We'll have more uh, across the SB Nation podcast network. Pete, you'll have your thumb on the Chiefs at arrowheadpride.com. You're on Twitter at PG's Tween, and the Arrowhead Pride account is at Arrowhead Pride. Make it nice and simple. Yes, uh, until our mind taps into our, our Twitter page. <laughs> that's a yes, good it's, point. It's Arrowhead Pride. Uh, Kyle Posey, you're on Twitter at KP underscore show. That's where the show is. And at NinersNation.com, that's uh, where we're going to have some fun this week. We are, man. It's going to be a great time. Thank you guys for stopping by and chatting with us. And uh, good luck in Miami. These are treacherous streets.